welcome to Richa Chats, a weekly podcast where I share stories and information from books, people, and resources we can all learn from, and hopefully leave feeling a little better. In the world we live in, almost everyone is juggling a lot of different hats. And in this past year, where a pandemic shifted everyone's life as we've known it, more people have started to open up about their health and in particular, one's mental health is now becoming more openly talked about. I mean, everyone has been affected by the pandemic in some way, and the amount of stress placed on each individual has also increased. But there's a difference between feeling short durations of stress and a more prolonged feeling of despair and exhaustion. And the latter is what we'll talk about in today's episode. Last week, we talked about how one small change in the way we speak to ourselves can lead to better self-regulatory outcomes. That might be great for short-term stress like an exam, a competition, an interview, or an important presentation. But what if you're feeling more and more overloaded and emotionally drained by the day and you notice it's affecting your productivity and energy? It's possible that you might be experiencing burnout. And this week, we'll talk about what we can do when we feel exhausted and stressed as these could be signs of burnout. I'll share more about what it is as well as some resources if you're feeling some of the things we'll talk about today. Alright, let's get started. So this past week, I was watching a little bit of the Olympics, and there's this underlying pervasive theme about mental health. And what I liked, which I also touch upon in this podcast, is that mental health is as important as your physical health. And taking the time to prioritize your mental health doesn't mean you're weak. In fact, it actually takes a lot of strength to do that. And the reason I bring that up before discussing today's topic is because while we live in a society where it can feel like you're judged more for what you are rather than who you are, the what being your productivity, your achievements, etc. And sometimes that can lead to a feeling of constant and never-ending stress. And while everyone feels some form of stress from time to time, it's also possible for one to feel burnout. According to an article on Help Guide titled Burnout Prevention and Treatment, if you feel disengaged, helpless, hopeless, detached from your surroundings, and even like life isn't worth living, you may be feeling burnout. And according to this article, In the past year, where a lot of people juggled many different hats and often felt overworked and undervalued, these circumstances put one at an increased risk of burnout. If you feel like you might be experiencing some of these signs, I'll share some tips that the article offers to address some of these feelings. One of the tips the article offers is to reevaluate your priorities. While feeling burnout is not an outcome that most people desire, the article suggests that it can also be an opportunity to to figure out what really makes you happy and also to slow down and take some time to reflect and build yourself up again. And so, in reevaluating your priorities, 
The article suggests setting boundaries and saying no to the things that you don't want to do so that you can free up time to say yes to the things that you actually do want to do. Another suggestion they offer is to take a break from technology by setting a time to disconnect from social media platforms. And so perhaps that could look like avoiding social media after a certain time during the day or limiting one's time on social media. So I did a more prolonged version of this a few years ago where I just stopped checking Facebook daily. Well, I stopped checking because I noticed I wasn't really staying connected with people and I thought, what's the point other than to wish people a happy birthday? And so I disconnected for a while and at first I felt like I might miss something really important and I especially felt this way because as I'm getting older, some of my friends from childhood were losing their parents and I would find out through Facebook and then I'd reach out to them. And so I was worried about situations like that when I stopped checking daily, but I disconnected from Facebook for a few months and then when I logged back in, I thought I would have missed a bunch of important events and In reality, I really missed nothing. The fears that I had weren't really true. And even to this day, I rarely check Facebook. In fact, I forgot my password a few months ago. And when I finally managed to log back in, I just let the people know who had contacted me that I'm so sorry for the delayed response since I barely check Facebook anymore. And several of them actually felt the same way. And while the article says to disconnect for much shorter periods of time, I found that social media tends not to contribute as much as I once thought it would, and cutting it out of my life, I feel has only freed up time for me to devote to other activities like actually talking to my friends in person, which is another tip the article mentions, which is to connect to those around you. This can be by reaching out to your relatives, your friends, co-workers, or even a cause that's meaningful to you. The article does make it a point to limit talking to negative people though, but I think that goes without saying. Some other tips the article offers is to take time off or to at least set aside time to relax. And although this isn't explicitly mentioned in the text, what I think it's getting at is to go at your own pace. Sometimes, because we live such busy lives, it can feel like we need to work even harder or else we might fall behind. But I was recently watching a series of Mount Everest climbing vlogs that sort of exemplified this lesson really well for me. In it, there were several climbers, and two of them really stood out though. There was one young man from Australia, and then there was another man from America, and both of them had been climbing for days, but as the days turned into weeks and the climb became more difficult, they had two different approaches. The man from America was an entrepreneur, and his dream was to hold the flag that he had created for his company at the summit of Mount Everest. And whenever the terrain got tough, he would envision that and keep going. The Australian man had a different strategy. His was to take baby steps and to go at his own pace. And specifically, one of the things that he did was, as he was climbing... 
he'd stay in the present moment and check in with himself to see how he was feeling. He wasn't thinking about the end goal, but rather if he could take another step or if he needed to take a break or drink water, etc. What was interesting was in the vlogs, it seemed like the American man was always a little faster than the Australian man, but as the vlogs continued, the American man was feeling more and more dejected about his ability to keep going. In the end, the American man dropped out of the climb because he felt like the journey to the final camp and the summit would be too difficult, and the Australian man ended up reaching the summit. What I took from that is sometimes when we're so caught up in the end goal, it can feel really overwhelming and leave us feeling hopeless. But perhaps when we have big challenges ahead of us, it's more constructive to go at our own pace so that we can stay in the present, focus on our own needs, and succeed at what's in front of us. So I hope this episode gave you some tips if you're feeling burnout or stress, and I hope you at least leave feeling a little more comfortable going at your own pace. As always, it's my honor to have you as a listener, and if you know someone that can benefit from hearing this episode as well, invite them to our growing family of listeners and to submit ideas for the podcast. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to have discussed, send me a voice message through the link below. I'm here to listen. You can also send me a message on Instagram and I'll leave a link to both below. Recha Chats is going to go on a short break for the next few weeks, but we'll be back with another episode on October 6th. Until then, take care and I'll see you next time on Recha Chats.